In today's episode, we talk about coronavirus and the Mormon church. And as soon as Shelly's out of the bathroom, she's going to join me. Up oh, there she is. We'll be right back. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to Golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to Golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life and shit. (laughs) A matter of fact today. Oh, Mary. (laughs) You're Mary, and I'm Shelly. I've been under the weather. Yeah, can anyone, I'll raise your hand if you can hear Mary sounds a little bit sick. Do Mm -hmm. you? I'm raising my hand right now. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I have had this thing. It's okay. I'm guessing it's not coronavirus because it's also uh, in my nasal passages. Okay. And, and your no online fever. doctor said it's probably not. Yeah, I had a virtual doctor appointment. <laughs> he was like, meh. Well, here's the thing. You can't get coronavirus tests. Mm-mm. We tried. Because yeah. you were concerned because I was coughing a lot. Oh, you were coughing so much. Well, what's weird is generally I get a sore throat which I didn't get in this case, and Mm. then it hits my nose, and then a few days later it hits my chest. Mm. This was completely opposite. Mm -hmm. So I had this horrible cough that wouldn't clear up, Mm -hmm. and so you were really concerned. You were like, I think you should be tested. We tried to get a test. You know, if I'm being honest, the only reason I really wanted you to get tested is I think that it would have made a good podcast episode to say that you had coronavirus. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. bad. You're so coughing. I know. It's bad. And she's um, miserable. You're, uh-huh. you're doing a lot better today. You're not 100%, but you were like, oh, just it was, not it was good. bad. Yeah. I could barely breathe. I was yeah. had this raspy, rattly thing going on in my lungs. I felt like it was the worst asthma attack I've had in my life because I do have a history of asthma. It was bad. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. I mean, I'd be walking around buck naked. She wouldn't even look at me. Like, that's how sick she was. Yeah. Were you trying to tempt me? No, I just wanted to, like, gauge your sickness level. Mm -hmm. That's, like, way sick. We called, uh, like, urgent cares and primary care physicians, and they were like, go to the health department. We call the health department. They're like, we don't test here. Go Go to your your primary primary, care physician. It was this big runaround. Yeah. So she's self-medicating right now. Mm -hmm. She has um, ginger, lemon, hard kombucha. Hard kombucha. hard kombucha. What's the alcohol percent on that? I don't know, 5%. That's going to knock me out. I'm going to take a nice nap later. Mm, Mm -hmm. That sounds awesome. For sure. What are we talking about today? Weren't we going to kind of talk about the Mormon church's reaction, or maybe Mormon's reaction to the church as it relates to coronavirus? Yeah, I've got a a lot to talk (laughs) about there. It's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. It's going to be exciting. I have some less than exciting news, not fun news, shitty news. Oh, uh, Phoenix Pride was canceled. Oh, uh, yeah. So well, postponed. Postponed, probably until the fall. So all of you who were excited to come and see us in Phoenix, as we were excited to see you, mm-hmm. wah, wah. I know. No meet and greet, no hugs, no passing out bracelets. Yeah. Just kind of sucks ass. Also, Boise Pride, which we were planning on attending, has been moved to September as well. Utah Pride, we haven't heard yet, so... We are still registered. We have not bought our plane tickets, thank goodness, but we just don't know. So hang in there. We'll see what happens. We'll try to make it up to everyone. We'll try to get to everything that we can, depending on when everything is rescheduled. Yeah. What can you do? 
We yes. live in some crazy times. We do live in some crazy times. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Mary and I last night drove to meet up with my brother, Mike, and his wife, Elise. Mike is my favorite brother. He hadn't been to Italy, so that was making me really happy. Yeah, no, I, I, for some reason I thought he was in Italy, he was but no, in they Spain. were in Spain. Anyway, they Isn't were coming. Isn't that better? <laughs> I guess. I guess. I think that's better. So they were going to pick up their daughter from SVU. Anyway, long story, they had to like travel all over the place to get to where they needed to be because they were abroad. But Mary had never met Mike. My, mm-hmm. um, he, she's met one of my brothers, mm-hmm. but not Mike. And so we drove like three hours round trip, met them to have dinner. And I had not seen Mike, gosh, for years, probably five years, wow. I guess, since, since the big family Alaskan cruise, however many years ago it was. Huh. I didn't realize that. Yeah, because he lives in Hawaii with yeah. his wife and their three kids. It was good. Yeah? It was good to be around family. And I really liked that Mary got to meet my favorite brother. He's fun. He's super interesting. He's smart. It was also this thing of like, ah, how do you put it? It's this weird emotion of missing family, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is how it normally is for people who just don't live by their families. You just see them once in a while, and it's fine. I've felt some separation from my family since leaving the church. It's hard for me knowing that they still believe And I'm like, I don't understand that. Right. They were very nice. And of course they were nice. They're nice people. And Mike has never said anything rude to me about the church. And neither has Elise. We know that we have differing opinions. There was a point in the conversation where I was talking about how Mary and I met. And I was reviewing the biography that I put on Match.com where I said I was raised in a cult. Mm Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe you said that. I Well, as I was telling her what the biography said, I was coming to the part where it was like, help, I'm raising the cult. And I had this instant fear of like, fuck, I'm going to say it. Okay, well, I said it. And They didn't flinch. They didn't flinch. Uh, You know, how do you guys deal with that when you have family that you still love and care for? Like, I would vacation with these two. They're good people. They really are. And they wouldn't be offended if we drank or, you know, they don't don't care. I think we have differing views on climate change. That's true. My brother did make the comment about climate change. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I haven't been face-to-face with any of my family in a while. Mm -hmm. And Mike being my favorite brother, it was just... There's not a word. It's like missing him, but kind of being frustrated the whole Mormon thing, but happy that you got to meet him because he's a normal... Ish. Normally. I mean, as far as... <laughs> For being a Mormon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was nice. He wasn't he wasn't offended by you. Mm-mm. He wasn't like anything. We joked around. We laughed. We made fun of my dad together. Like, it was it was good. So, I don't know. I don't know what emotion to stamp on that, but I'm wondering, since I'm having a hard time explaining what it is, if any of you who are listening understand what I'm trying to say and can maybe put it in better words for me, if you've had that. Well, maybe it's because... You know, since you've come out and left the church, I mean, those are two big things. Huge. Huge. Huge things within high demand religion. Mm -hmm. And you've been sort of estranged from him for five years, maybe not on purpose, but it's just worked out that you haven't been in contact with him. Right. Right. And so you have a normal evening with him and it was pleasant. And, you know, it's like, oh, man, that maybe that gives you hope. Maybe if you had any kind of animosity towards him because. You were othered by your family in a way, you know? Yeah. It mended that fence or whatever the expression is, and you feel better about your relationship with him, and it makes you a little nostalgic, maybe? Yeah, you know, maybe. maybe. you're missing him? Uh, yeah, I do miss Mike. Now that you know it's sort of safe to be around him? Right. Maybe that's it. Maybe now that I've been around him and his wife since I left the church, because I haven't been around him since and I left the church. And he didn't come down on you for being gay. Didn't come down on you for leaving the church. Yeah, he didn't say anything when I was swearing. You know, he was very respectful to you, Mary. Uh It was just good. I should probably message him and ask him, like, so what did you think about it? Like, was it weird for you? I wonder if he would be open to that conversation to really dig and be like, you know, I called the church a cult that probably was offensive. Mm -hmm. You know where we stand. And Is he that kind of guy that can delve into emotional stuff? More than any of my other family, for sure. For sure. It would be interesting. I know you haven't had great results in that family group. Facebook chat. (laughs) That's true. But he was the one brother, the one, after I came out of the closet on Facebook. I had one brother say, oh, that's a lot for me to handle. Mm -hmm. And then he's never mentioned it again, except for when he said that, yeah, I see that you hate your family. Mm -hmm. And then I have my other brother, David, who has actually been great at this point. At the time where I was coming out, like Mike immediately that night sent me a a private message saying that must have been a really hard secret to hang on to. (sighs) Going back, I think I wish I would have taken advantage of his offer to talk. Oh, he offered to talk to you? Yeah, he said, if you ever want to talk about it, I'm here. I mean, I could now. Yeah. I I could have then, and I didn't, and I don't know why I didn't. Maybe I was just 
more upset at the other's responses. I'm also very PMS right now, so forgive the tears. I'm really having a hard time putting words to this, and that's usually not my struggle. My struggle is that I forget words, but... um, Maybe when he offered to help, maybe you didn't know it was genuine in a way. Because everybody in your family is so right-wing, so Mormon. Yeah. Maybe you thought, oh, sure, what's your brand of help going to look like? You know, are you going to try to convince me to go back to the church or... No, I didn't see that at all from him. I think what it was is I let my anger and my hurt from how I was being treated by the other members, that overshadowed the one kind member that I had. Mm. And I think that's a big lesson yeah. for all of us. Shouldn't lump everybody in the yeah, same we, category, right? Well, I, I didn't. I just, I was so hurt that the hurt took over. And then the one nice family member who was honestly there for me, could have been very there for me, it was just forgotten because I was so caught up in my hurt and my anger. And I'm actually just making that realization right now as I'm talking it out, which is why everyone should have a podcast and talk through things. (laughs) So yeah, lesson for today. Don't let your anger and your hurt make you blind to the people who are actually there for you. Uh Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. Okay. (laughs) Well, there you go. A little tears for the morning. It's not too late. To have a relationship with him. No, no, not at all. Anyway, so that's... um, That's great. Yeah, that was quite the realization I just had. You know, I had a sister that I'm close to now, but for a while, years, when she discovered I was a lesbian and and I was still kind of dealing with it. It was in my 20s, I guess. She didn't want me around her kids and stuff. We went through a real struggle. Mm -hmm. But she turned a corner, you know? She is totally different now. And we have a great relationship. Sometimes it just takes a while yeah, for those relationships to mend and people to look at you differently, you know? Yeah. We got nothing but time. Nothing but time. Yep. Unless coronavirus kills everyone okay. and then we're running out of time. <laughs> God. Anywho. Speaking of coronavirus, what were some of the reactions? Should we well, jump wanna, into that? I want to get to that in a minute. Let's do a foom pod real quick because the foom pod literally has nothing at all to do with anything we're talking about today. Okay. Um, but I'm running low on foom pods at this point. I have a whole list. I know, but I have. A, I found a list too, but I couldn't find anything that was... And Scout's Honor, I do not look those up. When people talk about different ideas for foom pods, I put them on a list on my phone. I just put them there. Don't look them up so I don't know the answer. And uh, I got a whole list for you. Okay. Well... Next time. Okay. But for today, mm-hmm. we need to cue music. Okay, let's cue, cue it. music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. All right, Mary. Yes, Shelly. The fucked up Mormon phrase of the day today is Hosanna shout. Hosanna shout? Shout. I'm just going to sit back in my chair and drink my coffee while you uh, ponderize this. By the way, ponderize is another food pod we'll get to later. <laughs> ponderize? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I went to that steakhouse. Oh, no, that was Ponderosa. That's different. <laughs> Hosanna shout. Hosanna. Hosanna shout. Mm-hmm. I did that for you, Sam S., uh, about my Western New York accent. Hosanna. She's like, I don't detect that you're from Western New York. I'm not sure I believe you're from the Buffalo area. So, Hosanna. Well, you've been out of there for so long. I have. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm for sure. Hosanna in the highest is, you know, praising uh, Jesus and shit. So maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's some sort of jubilation for the Lord. Yeah, you're in the ballpark. Oh, I am yeah? going to give you a hint. Okay. And I don't know if you'll remember this. Dinner time on the cruise. That's the hint? <laughs> I wish you all would have seen Mary's shoulder just like drop. Like, what? <laughs> That's supposed to be a hint? Uh-huh. Well, I know everybody ate like four desserts each. Mm, true, but that's nothing to do with it. Do you Two remember appetizers. when the staff was dancing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For some reason. Do you remember when we all got our white napkins? Oh, and you you put them above your head or some kind of thing. Didn't uh-huh. you like twirl them or something? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right. I'm gonna, I don't just, know. I, we'll give you a half buzz. <laughs> this is something that we did, the ex-Mormons and the cruise. But yeah. This is, so when Mormon temples are dedicated, everyone goes, the Mormons anyway, and they bring a white handkerchief and they wave it in the air and they say, Hosanna, 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 like three times. And they say, to God and the Lamb. And then they say, amen, 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 while they're waving their handkerchiefs. 
What's with a handkerchief? I don't know. It's some kind of weird dedication. We should ask Fanny Fact Check, like, what, like, why? You know, we haven't heard from her in a while. Fanny, hello. And now we turn the time over to Sister Fanny Fact Check. Thank you, Brother Ben, for having been born with unambiguously male genitalia so that you could spend your whole entire adult life randomly assigned to unpaid ecclesiastical bureaucratic labor, regardless of talent or desire. You sweet sisters asked about the Hosanna Shout. The Hosanna Shout is a very special ritual moment in a Mormon temple dedication. It has its origins in the parts of the Bible when people burst into cheering spontaneously because something interesting finally goddamn happened. I guess when you live in a desert, you have a pretty low bar for what's interesting. It is supposed to be a spontaneous and happy shout. But like everything else the Mormon church gets its hands on, the Hosanna shout in these latter days has become a stodgy, deeply embarrassing, stupid-looking collective gesture of humiliation where everybody is smiling awkwardly and waving their hankies and trying not to look self-conscious but pretty much all wanting to crawl under a rock. They wave their hankies over their heads in very bad rhythm, not unlike the way your great-uncle moves when Grandma makes him take her square dancing. And they recite the thing, which is, Hosanna, 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 to God and the Lamb. And they do that three times. And then they say, Amen, Amen, and Amen, three times. And rather than shouting, they just sort of look at each other awkwardly. And then, for maximum white people awkwardness, they don't know what to do with the hanky afterwards. They do all this at temple dedications because they are so happy. They are so happy because they have been told they are so happy. This kind of obedience is irrefutable proof that Joseph Smith was a true prophet of the Lord and that Mormons in no way have ever been a cult. And I say these things in the name of Jesus with a jackalope. Amen. So ask and ye shall receive, mm-hmm, Shelley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was enlightening, Sister Fanny. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the info. That, but okay. Per usual, she just enlightens us with all the facts. How does she know so much? She's not even a man. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't hold the priesthood. She doesn't. Speaking of men, should we talk about our men thing right now? Yeah. Now, okay, guys. If you are listening to what we're about to say and you don't identify, then that is fantastic because we are not lumping all dudes into this category of what we're about to talk about. No, not at all. We are not. Absolutely not man-haters. I have four sons, and I adore them. They're kind human beings. and I have lots of guy friends. In Mm -hmm. fact, I can never even talk about my guy friends around my mother because she's like, now see, (laughs) you just need to meet a man like that. It's like, I can't even talk about a guy positively. She gets all a Twitter. Why don't you tell her, you know, I do really adore this guy. Problem is, he doesn't have a vagina. Just say Mm -hmm. it and see what she says. Maybe that'll shut her Mm -hmm. up about it. I'm more into boobs and less about pecs. Or man boobs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No offense if you have those. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anywho. So Mary and I had a discussion this morning because we got into a little bit of a fight yesterday about some things concerning family members. I I wouldn't say it's a fight. It's just we were both a little little heated. We don't really fight so much. No. I think it was about your dad calling and the types of conversations he has. Yeah. And I couldn't understand why it was so upsetting to Mary. Because I'm like, it's my dad. You know, that was kind of the back and forth is... I was asking for it to not be on speakerphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't want to do that. Right. I was I was mad that she didn't understand and whatever. And, you know, we argued Because we were driving and you're like, I put him on speakerphone. I'm in the car, which I get. But mm-hmm. I'm like, did you have to take that call right that second? Yeah. We sort of didn't see each other's way the entire time. Mm-hmm. We just kind of dropped the conversation. And then last night, Mary opened up and and let a lot of her inner emotions come out and thoughts and things that she had. And then this morning, I think we both kind of came to realization that when we got together, I brought a lot of my very patriarchal male family members into Mary's life, and Mm -hmm. she isn't used to it. Yeah, you sure did. Like pretty much every guy that you've been associated with for the most part. No, for sure. (laughs) Family, you know. Well, all the ex-Mormons in your life, let's say. Right. Or current Mormons. Sure. 
are these macho guys that still think they get to be the boss of you. Yeah. That's how it is. I have come up with these ways of dealing with it so it's not as traumatic to me anymore. Uh-huh. Maybe it still is traumatic. I don't know. Well, and you I just, ignore it. And I do, because I think it's just what I'm used to, but you are not used to that. And no. so for you to see that so blatant, you're like, I can't I don't want to hear it. Yeah, so tell me what that's like for you. Well, I hear these men, not just your dad, mm-hmm. but these men try to be the boss of you, like literally tell you what to do mm-hmm. on the reg. Mm-hmm. And I just have to sit there and not say anything. Yeah. And you seem to sit there and not say anything. Yeah. For various reasons. And I know a lot of the reasons and I get it, but it's just hard to deal with, especially I know a lot about these men mm-hmm. and their past and some abusive things that have happened. Mm-hmm. And it's just really difficult to be on the sidelines and watch some of this stuff go down and have you not, in what seems to me, from my perspective, you not setting boundaries and standing up for yourself. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Yeah. And so there's nothing I can do right. but sit there. So if I have to like listen to yet another speakerphone conversation or whatever, or hear about another text conversation, it's yeah. difficult for me. How did you manage to avoid dealing with patriarchy in um, your life? I'm sure you've run across some bosses. or Bosses are challenging. Sure. That's always you're been stuck. challenging. Yeah. And to me, that's kind of like how it is with family because you're stuck. Uh, I guess. I mean, my mother is similar. I mean, she's totally bought into the patriarchy, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that's in my face. But I don't talk to her as much as you talk to some of these people. Mm -hmm. And I have boundary mechanisms in place. I will literally get off the phone with her. Yeah. And I will tell her she's not allowed to talk to me that way. So I feel like I do stand up for myself. I mean, it's constant. Mm -hmm. And so I I know I miss some occasions to stand up for myself because it happens so often. Mm -hmm. But I look back and I feel like I have stood up for myself. Now she'll say, oh, you're too sensitive. Right. You know, she'll try to to belittle my feelings in that situation a lot of times. But, you know, that's on her. Yeah. You know, I can't control any of that. Yeah. I can just do what feels right for me. But I've managed to avoid a lot of it because, you know, my father died. And didn't have any brothers. And I've just been really choosy about the types of men I hang out with. And mm-hmm. we know a lot of great guys. We, we really do. That yeah. A lot of allies. Yeah. A lot of just... That aren't insecure, that don't try to mansplain, that don't try to belittle us. Oh, you sweet little girl. You don't right. know all the information. We have Let me ma- tell we have you. guy friends that also hate the patriarchy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. We surround ourselves with guys like that. Yeah. There are a lot of great guys out there. Oh, yeah. And so, seriously, everybody listening, guys listening, we're not trying to put you in a category. No. We just kind of uncovered the situation where... Most of the males in my life are very patriarchal, and Mary has had to deal with it because they are my family. Just in the last couple of years, yeah. guys. And it's like, I, I keep thinking that Mary is overreacting mm-hmm. or being too sensitive or making it harder for me. And I think this morning we finally realized... You just don't see it. I, I don't see it. Yeah. I, I'm so used to being run over by it. It doesn't affect me as much as it does you right? because you haven't had to put up with that shit. And now that no. you're seeing it, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? I'm glad we came to that conclusion. Right. And that's why it's difficult to hear your father because, you know, he was explaining stuff about coronavirus. We were watching the news. We know. Yeah. And yeah. acting like you have no idea. I mean, not in his defense, but he probably does that to everybody. He does. And so here's the thing with my dad. He is very patriarchal. He's very... He just needs to be in the know. Yeah, he needs to know everything first. Like the Uh time when I found out someone that we all knew died before he did, and it was my best day ever because I got to call him and tell him, and he was like, oh, I will. And just he hated that he didn't get to be the bearer of the bad news. You should start figuring out every little thing about any news item and start calling him What I need to do is I need to um, subscribe to, like, the obituary section in all of the Utah newspapers and just call him and just read them to him. Like, did you know that so-and-so died? Did you know that so-and-so died? It's funny. That's that's what I'm doing all my free time. But my dad, yes, super patriarchal, super know-it-all. But, you know, this is something that I talked with my brother about because we've obviously were raised in the same household. And my mom... My mom graduated from college. She mm-hmm. served a mission. She took care of all the kids while my dad was away at Vietnam. Like, she used to be able to function on her own. Mm-hmm. And somehow, the combination of my dad and my mom, she became invisible. Mm-hmm. Helpless and invisible. Helpless and invisible. Yeah. 
And it's really sad. It's like she gave into the patriarchy, and I don't know if we blame her. Do we blame him for being so overbearing? Is it just how it is? Mm-hmm. Is there really blame to go around? But it's frustrating to see their dynamic. And so with my dad, he's so used to having to tell women, i.e. my mom, what to do and how to do it and give all the information to everyone that that's just what he does. And he's becoming senile. And so he forgets. And so he'll call me and just tell me the same things over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Like I have never heard them or he's the one who knows more. And so for me, I'm just kind of used to it. But for Mary, it's like, oh my God, he just keeps acting like he's smarter and that you need to be told things. Or that you don't know anything. That you don't know anything. I think when Mary realized that he treats everyone that way, because my brother Mike and I were comparing notes, and so my dad treats everyone that way. It's not against women necessarily, but it is annoying. I mean, there's a history of it being based in patriarchy, for No, absolutely, because of the dynamic of my parents. Mm -hmm. So, Kind of like that time he was like, wow, you know how to open a bank account? Yeah, he was super impressed that I knew how to open a bank account. And you were an adult. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> grown-ass adult. I think I already had three kids at the time and just uh-huh. moved across the country. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we realized, that that's why it's so hard for Mary. She's not being overly sensitive. She just hasn't had to deal with it. No, and who would want to deal with that? Right. Yeah. Can't we just all be adults and give each other credit that we have knowledge? Yeah. And we're intelligent people? Oh, we're so damn intelligent. Can't we just treat each other with respect and yeah. like, oh, you know things, I know things. It's like sometimes we know something that the other person doesn't know or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And that's a great learning moment and a great way to start a conversation. But it doesn't have to be a way to lord information over someone yeah. and act like they're an idiot. Right. I just hate that patronizing bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I see it over and over in your life. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do about it, but it's real frustrating. Right. So listeners, raise your hands. Raise your hands. If you are in a relationship with an ex-Mormon or someone who has been in some sort of patriarchal fundamentalist religion that still deals with that, Mm -hmm. what is that like? Because it is hard to watch. Hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of came to that conclusion yesterday and today. I'm glad that I understand more where you're coming from. It helps me to see, I will be for sure less reactionary because now I get where you're coming from. I thought you're just being like controlling and bossy and overly sensitive. And now I recognize, oh shit, no, this is, this hurts you. It damages you. It hurts you. You're protecting yourself by saying, I don't want to have this around me. You know? Yeah. I don't want to hear that stupid speakerphone conversation. I (laughs) really don't. (laughs) Right. So there you go. And also because he can't help but say stupid Democrat every time he calls. Uh Yeah. Yeah, And I don't want to hear that either. Mm -hmm. He somehow thinks that because he compared stupid Democrats to Donald Trump that that I would agree with him because he also doesn't like Trump. But it's just you don't need to say stupid Democrat. You just just don't say anything. Mm-hmm. But again, senile. He just says the same thing over and over and over and over. Yeah, it's over. like Groundhog Day with it that is. guy. It is. Every day is the same conversation. Yeah. Anyone else have parents who were aging and just. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, basically, I've set so many boundaries with my mother mm-hmm. that I control now when we speak. Yeah. It's up to me. Yeah. And yep. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Good with that. All right. Well, um, there you go. There you go. Do we need a commercial <laughs> break or something before we... Oh, um... yeah, that's a good idea. Should we take a commercial break? What's next? Uh, next, we are going to get to our He Said What, which then leads into our topic. Okay. Let's go to commercial and we will be right back with all that. All righty. We are supported by one damn good brew, apostate coffee. Specifically, the lesbian medium dark variety. A delicious roasty, toasty blend that's sure to make postal workers in remote Mormon towns super twitchy. (laughs) Yep, we have a firsthand account of that one. Sure do. This yummy java is roasted in small batches, so it's super fresh the moment it arrives at your doorstep. And hey, it's named after us, so that's reason enough to give it a shot. I know it. So ditch that grocery store crap and give the lesbian blend a try today at apostatecoffee.com. Mm-hmm. We're back. Hello. Hello. If you all had to listen to another five-hour energy drink commercial. I think the regional. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> hey, by the way, we do appreciate you all just turning the volume down if you feel it's necessary uh-huh. and letting letting those commercials play you so know we what? can get paid. Five energy does not take you to an actual tropical location. Okay. <laughs> what? Seriously? It just doesn't. Huh. It's not a thing. False advertising. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So today's big topic is coronavirus. Okay. okay. And so we're going to lead into that a couple of different ways. First of all, we'll start with a he said what. 
Okay, shall we do it on three? <laughs> on three or on one? <laughs> Let's do it on one. We haven't done one in a while, huh? It's been a minute. Okay. Let's do it on one. Okay. Three, two, one. He said what? That was interesting. It was like almost a, a pentatonic scale or something. I, I don't know. Jax, like help me, help me out. shrieking. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I felt it was. So the Mormons of the day are just so grateful. Mm-hmm. that their prophet, Russell M. Nelson, has prophesied and protected them and warned them, right? Did he? Well, we're going to talk about how prophets prophesy and how they're always right. Of course they are. Yes. So Brigham Young, while he was prophet, seer, and revelator of the church in the year 1863, okay, he prophesied, which means he ended it in the name of Jesus Christ, and it's been published. Okay, prophesied. He didn't say I'm speaking as a man. This was him prophesying. Ready? Okay. Shall I tell you the law of God in regard to the African race? Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. If the white man who belongs to the chosen seed Uh. mixes his blood with the seed of Cain, Uh -uh. seed of Cain, by the way, is the African race, Uh -uh. the penalty under the law of God is death on the spot. This will always be so. Oh, okay. How often has that happened? Never, unless they've killed someone. Wow. So here we have a prophet of the Lord uh-huh. prophesying. This is a pretty damn brave prophecy. I got to say, he yeah. was pretty ballsy. To say they'll be killed on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He must have had a henchman going out to try to kill people Probably. on the spot. Probably. That was the blood atonement. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Wow. So there we what have... crazy fuck. An actual prophecy, which turned out to be wrong. wrong. There are a lot of Mormon mixed race couples who are mixing their seed mm-hmm. and not dying. Huh. Imagine. Huh. Imagine that. Wow. So no one died on the spot. That was one wrong prophecy. Thank yeah, God. Didn't Jesus. work. Didn't yeah. happen. But still, Mormons tend to think that anything that their prophet says is some divine prophecy. And that Why was a pretty direct one that was that actually was, bullshit. And that was bullshit. Why can't people look at that history mm, and think, huh, these are just people. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't they know. They don't actually have any kind of insight into the divine. No. Here's another rather random one. And again, has nothing to do with anything, but this is also Brigham Young mm-hmm. as prophet of the Lord. So it is with regard to the inhabitants of the sun. Uh, the sun, meaning like? The sun. Yeah. Like the S-U-N. Okay. Do you think it is inhabited? I rather think it is. What? Do you think there's any life there? No question of it. It was not made in vain. So according to Brigham Young, people live on the sun. What? Prophet of the Lord. OMG. It's so fun. It's so fun to read these prophecies. (laughs) So So stupid. Keep that in your mind. Now we're gonna go to what all the crazy Mormons are saying about coronavirus as it relates to their current prophet of the Lord. Is that a way to say it that is people people uh-huh. say it that I'll way? I'll say, Lord, is it offending you? No, it's just, is that a thing? Lard? People say it that way? Well, I'm. it's like a throwback to old preacher speech. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that a Mormon thing? No, I don't think so. Oh. I'll go back to Lord. Am I confusing you? No, I'm following along. I'm a little hazy on I was about my to say, meds. Mary's a little on meds. I'm on so... uh, the day quill. Oh. Woohoo! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and she's drinking the alcohol. <laughs> well, it's kombucha. It's spiked kombucha. (laughs) I'm going to take a nap after this. Oh, good, baby. Good. Okay. Okay. Here's what people, born people are passing around all over the Instagrams. Isn't it amazing that in this time, Heavenly Father called a doctor to be a prophet to the world? Mm, Jeez. Hey, dumbasses. Russell M. Nelson's a heart surgeon. He doesn't know shit about virus, like coronavirus. And why? why And did God call him? No. He texted him, I think. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yo, Russell. Mm Mm-hmm. Number two, isn't it amazing that if we are asked to stay at home, we don't have to freak out? The prophets have been telling us to have food storage prepared for emergencies. Mm-hmm. Okay. A, Mormons, you are not the only ones who are, quote unquote, preppers. You don't hold the corner market of, you know what, it, it might be a good idea to have some food storage in case some shit happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is not because you have a prophet of the but Lord. But did they store toilet paper? That's what I well, want to know. Well, that's the thing. You go to Utah and the stores are just as barren as anywhere else in the country. Mm-hmm. So clearly they didn't all listen. But they're like, oh, we were so prepared for this. Yeah. Number three, isn't it amazing that if church was to be canceled, our prophet has been having us learn how to study and have church at home? Amazing. I'm like, oh, my God. 
if you're one of your major concerns of this virus is that you are able to have church at home, like what the f- what's wrong with you? What the fuck? Yeah. And you're just so grateful. Like, did the prophet in quotations really have to tell you how to study at home? Mm-hmm. Do you think the Mormon church is the only church that has millions of dollars worth of like books that they will sell to you? on like Mormon lesson manuals and shit. Most religions have that. Well, there's a lot of virtual church services yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, so guess what? No, yeah, you can special, um, sorry. A lot of church websites have archived sermons and things. You could go back and um, listen to a different sermon from another Sunday. Absolutely. Yeah, sorry Mormons, not special. Yeah. And number four, isn't it amazing that Heavenly Father put a prophet on the earth to help people know what to do and prepare us? Oh my God. How are you prepared? Is he a member of the CDC? Like, what, what's happening? <laughs> That's just funny. It so is here's funny. what I want to point out. Okay. I mean, there's so much to point out here. Back in 2008, a psychic by the name of Sylvia Brown, I don't know if you have all have heard from her. She's been on the Montel Williams show. Like, she's, she's it's been some time now. Well, um, if she was on Montel Williams, well, come on. Well, she's legit. <laughs> um, but she's a psychic, mm-hmm. right? self-proclaimed psychic. She's been wrong on some of her things, of course. She's a woman, so no priesthood. She says she sees dead people. Mormons would all scoff and laugh sure, at that. Like, sure. that's that's devilish. That's mm-hmm. just, that's nothing. Ha ha. Here's what she wrote in a book in 2008, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's called End of Days. In around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread throughout the globe, attacking the lungs and the bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments. Mm. Almost more baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrived, attack again 10 years later, and then completely disappear. Wow. Now, if Russell M. Nelson had said that shit back in 2008, Mm -hmm. that's an actual premonition. That's an actual... Sure. Prophecy. Prophecy. Mm-hmm. Right? But Mormons would look at that and be like, she just guessed right. Mm-hmm. That's what my brother said when we were talking. And he's like, well, anyone could say that because there's a big epidemic every year. It's uh-huh. just, she just guessed that. Right. But yeah. if he had said it. Right. But if Russell M. Nelson had said it, it'd be like, you see, you see, he's the prophet. We he's are the so... prophet of the Lord. But instead they pick shit like, like, see, we have home study material. <laughs> he's a prophet. <laughs> Can y'all just think about how ridiculous that is for a second? It is pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think a lot of TBMs are a little ridiculous. You think? Speaking yeah. of ridiculous TBMs, here's another thing happening. This went around um, somebody's ward, maybe their stake, I'm not sure, but it got posted on the internets. In order to approximate a communal sacramental experience as much as possible. So people still think they need to take the sacrament. Okay, I'm, I know I'm like all over the place on this, but I remember asking my mom, like she was sick or she was tired or something, and but she was still getting ready to go to church because my dad wanted to go. All right. I was like, Mom, just stay home. Uh-huh. And, she, and she said, no, I really need to take the sacrament every Sunday. Okay. Like, I don't, like, why? Bread and, bread and water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bread. No, if it was wine, I'd be like, yeah, Mom, get your ass yeah. out of bed. Um, but no, it was bread and water. Uh-huh. And I asked, why? Why do you feel that need? And she said, well, it's my way to commune with Jesus, to to remember what he's done for me. And I'm like, you need bread and water for Can't that? Can't do that at home? Yeah. If your relationship with your God, whomever that may be, requires that you have like some kind of token in order for you to feel close, like how shallow is that? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so these wards are insisting that people still need to take the sacrament. Okay. That's where this is coming from. In order to approximate a communal sacramental experience as much as possible, we would like to invite all who would like to participate to open your doors at 10 a.m. and step outside onto your porches or at the end of your driveways, if weather permits, to sing an opening hymn with your neighbors. This is in Utah, obviously. Uh uh Given the circumstances, it seems that Come, Come Ye Saints would be a good selection. After the hymn, it would be appropriate for us to return to our dwellings, sing another hymn, more focused on the sacrament this time, and administer the ordinance of the sacrament to all who are gathered with us. Wow. So you get to do it at home. Not if you're a woman and you don't have a husband. Yeah, what do you do then? Not if you're a single mom. What do you do then? You have to ask your home teachers to come and do it. So let's imagine Utah. Oh, God, how I wish I was there for some reason right now on a Sunday to see all these people walk out onto their doorways and sing Uh Come Come Ye Saints while like random members. They're just trying to get that to go viral. You saw that uh, Italy video of people singing, right? (laughs) I haven't seen it, but I just want to say like, you think you're not a cult? (laughs) That's so weird. (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. You know, again, Mormon's going to Mormon. 
And it does seem like I'm making fun of, but I just think it's weird as shit. Mm-hmm. I think it's weird. I am kind of grossed out by all this praise of the prophet, thinking that he is somehow prepared people for this. Another thing I want to say is they have $130 billion yeah. sitting there collecting interest. They could buy toilet paper for everybody. They could supply the world with toilet paper. You know that guy is hoarding toilet paper and he wanted to sell it on Amazon? They could buy his whole stock they could, of toilet paper. They could put it into research for a vaccine. They could pay for tests. They could build an entire effing hospital like in major metropolitan areas that this mm-hmm. is hitting That's true. for people to go and recover. And there's so much they could do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they're not. Right. But Mormons are still singing praises to the prophet because now they know how to do church at home. Mm-hmm. Wow. Put that in perspective, people. I know. Lordy. Anyway, speaking of coronavirus, we want to know what everyone is doing on your time home. And I know, like, we laugh and poke fun, and I know a lot of you are going to be financially struggling because of this, and that sucks ass, and, I, and I'm and i sorry, and I hope that us kind of, you know, joking around is, is you don't take offense to that. We're just trying to lighten the mood a little bit. Mm-hmm. We want to know what people are doing. Sure. So send us a letter, a short letter, because I want to compile this list of things that people have been doing, because this episode will come out in a week, and everyone will have been home for a week. Right. Um, dealing with the coronavirus, uh, self-containment, whatever they're calling it. So let us know what you're doing. I want to know. Social distancing. Social distancing. That's what we're calling it now. I think that's what people are calling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of letters, didn't we have some letters? We do. We do. For some reason, the last week, we have received two handwritten letters. I know. From listeners. And I got to tell you. It's very cool. It is super cool. Yeah. I feel special. Like, oh my God, somebody wrote, like they hand wrote us. And people have in the past like once, like a thank you card, which was badass. I'm not trying to forget those people that did. But for some reason, we got two in a week. And if you guys are sitting around bored, don't know what to do, oh my gosh, handwritten letters. I felt special. Yeah, I know. It's I very really old did. school. It is very old school. So one of them, I'm going to read it to you. And she sent a bunch of stickers too, which are super fun, like cute little stickers to just stick on things. Mm-hmm. Dear Mary, kids will like that. Oh, they'll love that. Yeah. By the way, I'm picking up my kids right after we're done here at their dad's with packed bags and their computers, and they're coming to stay at our place for like two weeks. So wish us luck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, dear Mary and Shelley, thank you so much for sending a thank you card in the mail. Bitches love mail. I'm bitches. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bitches also love you and your podcast and all that you do. You are both awesome women, and it has been a huge joy for me to get to know you through the podcast. I feel like we are buds, and I look forward to hanging out twice a week when I listen. Every listen you guys get is making an impact on someone's life. You are amazing. Aww. That's sweet. Also, let me take a second to pump up Shelly in particular. All right. You are so cool and funny and amazing. Oh, my Never goodness. doubt that or forget it. The only time to doubt your doubts is when you doubt yourself. Love you, girls. That's sweet. Aw. That really made my day. Yes. So if anyone's bored, you know. Yeah. Send us a little note. That's a fun. Written note. Mm-hmm. We also received a one-page front and back college-lined, all in beautiful cursive handwriting. I know cursive. That's a dying art. Yeah. Did I ever tell you what my mother-in-law said about cursive? What? So kids don't learn cursive anymore in the schools. Mm. And her opinion was that is the devil's way of making it so that we can't do our genealogy because you need to be able to read people's names from like hundreds of years ago and they're all written in cursive. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a win for Satan right Doing there. the work of the adversary. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, anyway, a patron of ours named Bob. Bob, yes. Bob. We actually randomly met Bob at... Lost Dog Cafe, shout out to Lost Dog. In Merrifield, in, Virginia. In Merrifield, Virginia, when we were having like a celebration from a certain number of downloads. And he happened to be in town visiting his daughter, who happened to be there watching us party. And we noticed her and invited her to party with us. And now she's a listener and got her dad listening. And we ran into them again, like, I don't know, a few months afterward. And it's just great. It's amazing the people that we meet doing this podcast. Well, he lives in Utah. In southern Utah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sent in a one-page front and back of beautiful cursive handwriting. Yeah. Thank you letter. That was very us. sweet. And Bob, thank, you, thank Bob. you. That meant a lot. It I know. really did. You all mean a lot to us, but, you know, sometimes we get these little special things and it's like, aw. And we got an email, was it today or yesterday, from um, one of our Singapore listeners. <laughs> <laughs> this... Was so great. Uh-huh. Um, she just joined us on uh, Patreon, and I'm going to read. Can I read it? Now? Yeah, read it. 
Hi, Mary and Shelley. I've been listening to your podcast for over a year now, and it has helped me tremendously in my transition out of Mormonism. I listen to other Exmo podcasts, but LDL is my favorite. Aww. She spelled the O-U-R-I-T-E. Oh, favorite. Clearly, she is a foreigner. Uh-huh. Can we say foreigner? International it's Clearly, she is international. For me, it has the right amount of humor. Again, O-U. Irreverence and substance that makes it a must-listen every week. The duration of the podcast is also just right. It is a gift to know when you're ahead. And of course, Exmo Lesbian is what I relate to, being one myself. I had always thought I was a freak until I listened to LDL mm. and was able to feel normal for once in my life. Aww. You're not a freak. No. You're normal. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. My partner believes that I single-handedly pushed LDL to the top of the Singapore LGBT <laughs> podcast list because I listen to it so often, but I believe you have many other fans here as That's well. That's hilarious. She's our Singapore listener. <laughs> That's great. She's who got us number one. <laughs> Yeah, for a couple weeks, we were number one in Singapore. Mm -hmm. When I first started listening, I was skeptical that the podcast would be relevant to me over here in tropical Asia, but so many of the things you talk about are universal, and Mormonism is a culture unto itself. True that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for working so hard to produce such a great podcast week after week. I've been wanting to give a little support to LDL and so have signed up as a patron. Mm. We do appreciate it. Yes. Keep on podcasting, you lovely ladies. And after the COVID-19 crisis is over, do consider dropping by to Asia. You have fans here too. Mm, That's awesome. And tapers. And tapers. (laughs) Fans and tapers. That's hilarious. That's awesome. I love that. Oh, there's one other shout out I want to give. It's a listener on Anchor. You can leave voice messages on Anchor. I completely forgot about that. And I don't have that link handy. Unprepared. Yep, unprepared. But we got a voice message from a listener who goes by the name Vanilla. Oh. She is also British. British. She had lovely things to say about the podcast, too. Vanilla, I don't know how to reach out to you, how to send you any email correspondence or anything. Maybe consider joining us on our Facebook discussion group. Mm-hmm. How do you get that link to our Facebook discussion group? Do you know? Do you, you just, just search? Look, yeah, you look it up. Latter-day Lesbian Podcast Discussion. Discussion. There's a Latter-day Lesbian Podcast page. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's also a Latter-day Lesbian Podcast Discussion Group. That's a private group. You just need to answer a couple questions. Yep, just to prove that you listen. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, join us. We have a lot of fun in there, by the way. We sure do. It's a very supportive group. Very little drama. We try to minimize the drama. We do try to minimize the drama. We have admins of that group, and they do a great job of minimizing. Yeah, Alice and Jamie are badasses at moderating. They moderate, and they uh, minimize the drama in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. What else is on your list? Well, before we take our last and final break and get to our awesome patrons, I wanted to say locals in and around the D.C. area. I know you're tired of hearing me say UC Places, but I'm going to do it again. UC Places. It's an app. Capital U, capital C, Places, all one word. Download it because check this out. I know that you are going to be sick and tired of staying home. The Cherry Blossom Parade got canceled. I'm guessing the festival is going to be canceled anytime soon. The crowds are not going to be there seeing the Cherry Blossoms. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure some people will go, but I have made three different cherry blossom tours on that app. There's one that goes around the Tidal Basin. There's one that goes around Haynes Point, which is a nice, long, beautiful walk. And there's one that goes through some of the memorials. So if you need to get out of the house and you don't want to be touching things, you can just pop your headphones in and listen to my voice, walk you around and see the cherry blossoms because they are going to be in full bloom very soon. And Mm -hmm. it's beautiful. And it sucks that everything had to get canceled because of the virus, but we do need to get fresh air. Mm. So give it a shot and let me know what you think. Okay. Yeah. And if anyone wants to meet up, let me know. Maybe I can... uh, I thought we were supposed to be social distancing. We are. By meet up, it's like we put our headphones in and we walk. Six feet apart. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And we cough into our arms. Hilarious. All right. Uh, Shall we take our final break? Yep. And then talk about some patrons? Yep. Be right back. Mm Mm-hmm. We are supported by New Dating App. Dating is difficult under even normal circumstances. Then try explaining your nutty religious upbringing to someone. Yeah, like the weird looks you get when you throw out expressions like, uh, what is that, health in the navel, marrow in the... I don't know. Bones. Bones, okay. Strength in the loins and the sinews. Okay, listeners, maybe don't do that. No, don't do it. And now that you've left Mormonism, you've probably been kicked out of the singles ward. So now what? Download new an ex-Mormon dating app available on both Android and iPhone. Get ready to find post-Mormon love with someone who understands your background. Visit newdating.app and learn more. 
We're back. Oh, hi. Is it time for some patron names? Can you believe it's exactly five? Come on. I know. I know. You're pulling my leg. <laughs> nope, 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 <laughs> nope. Five patrons. You know, first I want to say we had a patron who financially had to withdraw her patronage. But she knew that I'm a little bit crazy, Mm -hmm. and so she sent me a private message explaining and apologizing and saying she will be back as soon as possible. Oh, my gosh. And I replied, I'm like— Look at what you're making people do. (laughs) I replied with, thank you so much for understanding I'm crazy. And she's like, oh, I'd have felt the same way, so I totally get it. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) I know. All right, patron number one, Dane R. Dane. Not Dana, Dane, like Great Dane. That's cool. Yeah, Dane R. Number two— Catherine, and I'm going with a to, K. With a K, and I'm I going. I N E. Yes. All right. How else are you going to spell it? Oh, that's true. R-Y-N. You can throw a Y in there. Uh, I'm going to change her last name, but she will know. So oh. it's Catherine Shrinkets. Shrinkets. <laughs> right now, she's like, "Oh my God, that's me." Yep. Okay. <laughs> next funny. one, Joshua. And I wonder if it's Joshua from Channels who, for is some it reason, Joshua P doesn't say he just did Joshua. Okay. So Joshua, if this is Joshua from Channels, we adore you. We adore seeing your little face pop up that you listened to our message. <laughs> I know. One of these days, Josh, you're going to be able days. to communicate with <laughs> us. Communicate. Speaking of channels, we're having a lot of fun there. So join us. You Keep, can, can we get through Patreon first? Yes. Um, number three, Susan L. And Susan L. was awesome because she is a huge supporter of the show. She jumped on a Patreon, and then she's like, how do I see all the after shows? So those of you who might be thinking the same thing, you can go on the main page there and filter either by tier or what kind of media it is. But you can actually type in after show, and they'll all come up. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. I just figured that out. That's great. When you join Patreon, it's not like you can only start watching stuff from the day you join. You get to go through all the backlog. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of good shit on there if I do say so myself. Great. And number five, Emmeline M. Emmeline? Emmeline M. Wow. M is her initial. Emmeline. Uh, Emmeline M. Emmeline. Yeah, that's very lovely. Thank you, Emmeline. That's cool. That's five. That's five. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, patrons. We appreciate it. Uh, Don't forget, if you would like to join us on Patreon, we really hope you do. It's patreon.com slash Latter-day Lesbian to sign up. And Marco Polo Channels, if you want more information, just go to latterdaylesbian.org slash polo and check that out. Do it. All right. I think we're at the end of another episode, everybody. Wrap it up. I'd like to thank Dan at Extension Audio. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan, for leaving it in. I'm hoping next week I don't sound like this. I think it's kind of sexy. Do you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a little stuffy. Mm-hmm. I'm a little out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hopefully I'm on the mend. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Remember, steer clear of cults, because they are no joke. No joke at all. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye.